0: it's 2 p.m on a wednesday
1: afternoon thanks for tuning in into cannabis legalization news where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them today we're talking about new mexico what you need to know if you're going to be if you plan on smoking weed in new mexico or buying weed getting in the weed business any of that uh we're also going to be talking about an american who was detained in dubai just for having weed in a system uh all that and more celebrities getting into cannabis all that and more but first hey guys what's up what's going on everybody hello internet
2: yep i tell you how was your uh week i ended up in my kitchen
1: um not as eventful as you man all i do is laundry and clean house and take care of it you know i don't i don't Mm -hmm. go to events or plan to go to events like you have
2: oh that event was fun i think my uh company's closed for the month now and so uh we sold our limit and um you know keep calling if you want us to work with you of course (laughs) But uh, we're now going to do something like, you know, it's kind of like a velvet rope type thing where it's like, hey, you know, if we made ourselves more exclusive, then we'd just be able to be like, we're taking clients again and we're not. And so uh, it allows you to grow and scale a little bit easier without like breaking and then worrying about product quality but what do you got going, coming up? Cause you got a couple things coming up with a uh, CBD expo or. Yeah, there was a CBD expo that I went to um, last weekend. The, the thing that we're doing right now has to do with green flower. And I wish we had that bitly up so that we could share that bitly uh, because then that bitly springs out to this large thing. But right now Greenflower is having a, a really big sale. I'm not sure if we have the uh, anything up on that, but uh, we will, we'll, we'll drop that in the comments as the first one and check that out. Cause they're like having their entire stock sold for, I want to say, like 500 bucks so it's like a five thousand dollar package for a tenth of the price it's and green is really good i mean like i'm taking their uh GA course now and so on our shirt for our tour uh i'm going out there on like october 15th somewhere in there so i'll do the the show from humboldt on a sunday october something or other that'd be dope dude
1: that'd be really dope but uh, so what's the uh the 500 is that for the package for the courses then is that what's going on
2: Yep, yep. We uh, we'll talk more nice. about it because that's not closing for another two weeks. You have two more weeks to buy it, so we'll do uh, several more uh, pitches on it. We have like, this little Bitly link, and then we can do that as a uh, an email blast. So uh, check out our our website cannabisindustrylawyer.com. Uh, and then we we have new stuff going up all the time on there, including New Mexico. So we're going to be adding a whole bunch more content to our New Mexico stuff, and we have a map there uh, that you can check out your state, uh, and and you know. So please do visit there and. Have- Sign up for our newsletter. So when can I buy weed in New Mexico? I don't know. We should talk about it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah.
1: So New Mexico governor signs marijuana legalization bill, making state third to enact reform within days. Marijuana moment. Thank you. The governor of New Mexico Monday signed a bill to legalize marijuana in the state, as well as a separate measure to expunge records for people with prior low-level convictions. That's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, there are some no-brainers that should come with this goddamn thing, right? Like expungements and home grow. But
2: um, Home grow would be great. It would be awesome if you could do home grow, but the problem is, can you? Can you do home grow in Michigan? Uh, not Michigan, New Mexico? Well, Governor Michelle Lujan
1: Grisham gave final approval of the legislation, a key accomplishment for her administration, after she listed legalization as a 2021 priority. Although lawmakers failed to pass the legalization bill before the regular session ended last month, the governor... Convene a special session to ensure they got the job done. Man, this is the only time I ever heard of a governor like actually like enabling states and, and doing like a politician doing what the fucking told. Like, like I promise you this is gonna happen. And since the House and Senate couldn't get their shit together, I just think it's great that this governor was like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna meet we're now. Doing this
2: without you. We're yeah. doing this without you. Yeah. So uh okay, go ahead, bro. Legal retail sales, they aren't gonna be there for another year. Boy. Doesn't that suck? You can't buy weed in New Mexico for another year. But you still have, I mean, this
1: infrastructure, right? The whole regulation, all that stuff has to build. So none of this stuff happens overnight.
2: Uh, uh, it but, depends on how many medical dispensaries they currently have in operation. But yeah, more or less. I mean, and then get all messed up.
1: Yeah, I mean, like ideally, like here in Washington, like if you have a medical program ahead of time, your your law would just say, okay, flip your sign, now you're recreational. But it doesn't work that way. You know, what I mean, like it did work that way in Oregon initially. Like they really did work with their legacy people but um now under new mexico though uh, adults 21 and older can purchase and possess, possess up to two ounces of cannabis 16 grams of cannabis concentrates and 800 milligrams of infused edibles uh home cultivation of up to six mature cannabis plants will be allowed for the personal use provided the plants are out of public
2: sight and secure from children mm-hmm. thank god they thought about the children that's good. Because, you know, kids love seeing plants growing in their house. I have a daughter. She just crawls straight to whatever house plants around and starts picking at it. And I go, no, 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 no. But she doesn't listen. She's a baby. So it's, it's great, though, that you're going to be able to grow your own in New Mexico. I just don't like that. Retail sales aren't supposed to start until April 1st of 2022. And final license rules will be due by the state by January 1st of 2022, with licenses themselves issued no later than April 1st, which there's no way. And so, like, uh, if you have final rules, uh, you're not going to issue licenses within four months. Hopefully, you'll get the application within four months, and then they'll issue licenses within 12 months. So by 2023, if you're tuning in from 2023, please don't tell us anything that's happened in the future, it will totally wreck the time space continuum. But, um, well, I would
1: like to know when I game pull out What's that? I would like to know when to pull out a GameStop.
2: <laughs> oh, you can pull out a GameStop. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, that. yeah, you should have been in the uh, Bitcoin IPO today. That's it, wasn't Bitcoin, it was Coinbase. Coinbase. Yeah, Coinbase yeah. suddenly worth a hundred billion dollars.
1: Oh, that's that's given. Well, with, uh, you know, PayPal is now using Bitcoin so that there's it's just enforcing the validity of Bitcoin. Like being that it's like having a part of the New York Stock Exchange with Coinbase, I think, yeah. in my opinion, you know, but with cryptocurrency.
2: Uh, yeah, we'll see on that. We'll see yeah. on that. I think it's more along the lines of, hey, this Bitcoin keeps going up. Well, can I get paid in it? So it keeps making more demand for that same amount of Bitcoins. So the price keeps going up. Uh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it'll work until it doesn't. Pretty much,
1: man, just like uh, capitalism. Um, right. But you know, uh, the the great thing about the the license issue, because I know you're not happy with like the the market not really being uh, coming through until next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no limit; a number of licenses, uh, business licenses,
2: that could, could be granted to the program. So that's fantastic. And then the small cannabis uh, micro business can grow up to 200 plants and they can grow process and sell cannabis pro- products under their single license. That's great that they have that. Uh, it's really interesting to see um, how well that'll be handed out. Like a lot of those micro grow licenses, everybody wants to do it because it seems like owning a kind of like your own brewery. And so sure. it's got this this romantic aspect to it. But then when people try to actually execute it, they're very well to uh, well themselves seldomly or rarely granted simply because a lot of people don't want them in their own backyard and so they fall victim to the nimby effect
1: well and it's not just a nimby effect but also we're talking about an agriculture product right like even though most activists and like the mantras, you know plant it everywhere it's a seed it can grow it's a weed fucking good weeds hard to grow <laughs> and then and then yeah. you you start you're like bo, it's like you don't not, there's not people fucking harvesting cows in their fucking backyards and 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 trying to make Kobe beef, you know? right? There's, people, there's reasons why people go to the butcher. You know, it's, it's the most American thing. You know, we, Well, we how, many, how many of
2: us are growing tomatoes? Let's be honest. I mean, we eat a lot of tomatoes. We don't grow too many of them. Not that many people brew their own beer. I could be growing a plant right now. I'm not, because think about the other stuff you need. Think about the gear you need. If I started watering my plants with the water that's coming out of my tap, they'd all be dead. Uh, I might be able to get one run out of them, and then... That run still wouldn't be that great. By the end of the run, if I was trying to do it, uh, they'd start to be displaying, um, you know, like they look like nutrient deficiencies, but it's just pH Mm -hmm. lockout because the pH of the tap is almost like eight and then it's got a whole bunch of dissolved solids in it. So you're just ruining the soil as you're trying to grow the plant. We all know your grow, Tom. We all know your grow. It's, you it's remember okay. how hilariously bad it was. And Nick, so
1: uh, I know Nick's really mad at you for what you've done to your babies. Like Nick, it, Nick, 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 wants Phil. to call CPS
2: on you. Yeah, I know we, that that's what I need. I need uh, DCFS showing up to my house. We're here for the plants. What? That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I, got, I got better at it.
1: But so. with the agriculture product, though, like, like, like. Mm. So I have four plants. I started with four plants. I now mm-hmm. have three plants. Like one decided he's not gonna or she's not going to last any longer. So, if this was a uh, uh, my commerce, that's a twenty five percent just done. Like twenty five percent of my products are like with an agricultural product. That's why I don't like seed to sale. I don't like this like monitoring of knowing like how really successful are you? There's just force like with PGRs, you can force a plant to do what you want.
2: Yeah, but you got to understand, like, we track the amount of alcohol in the in the system so that you know how to collect them taxes. And so when the taxes are there, and that was one of the stories out of Illinois this week, I'm not sure if we're gonna be covering it later in the news, uh, the record tax revenue that came out of Illinois.
1: No, I agree. I mean, like, I know there has to be a, some form of regulated, but seed to sell, like, from the seed to say, okay, I plant the seed. I mean, what does, I mean, I, I guess, I guess it has to exist just for that regulated but there could also be a different point though right because after trimming after a uh, failed product when like say you get spider mites or phd deficiencies or something like that you know you still have decrease of product that's going to last like what should be annotated is at the end like on a scale like the the good product that you're saying this is what i want to make money off of that should be weighed and sent out the door not the shit that you're doing before trying to make it you know are, are they checking like bad batches of uh beer are, are they looking Whoa. at
2: I'm, I just uh, – I'm going to be sitting on um, a nonprofit. I think it's like Project 1620 or something for veterans because a lot of the statutes and a lot of the rules are uh, once weed approaches its um – Uh, expiration date, uh, they'll they can they can mark it down and try to sell it, but they aren't allowed to give it away in many jurisdictions. And so the point of this nonprofit is to help change the laws to allow for veterans to participate in the industry, but then also to allow for some change in the legislation. So instead of destroying good weed, that good weed could be donated to like PTSD or or medical uh, clinics where uh, that that cannabis can be made available. I mean, I realize it's going to expire, but it's it doesn't just magically go bad, you know. It's not milk or bread where it's suddenly going to be moldy, you know. Sure, but like
1: you know, as, as as good aficionados, right? Like we know, good plant. Good plant is a very excuse me, that was a burp. Um, a good plant is very hard to come by because you have to love it, cure it, flush it, do all the proper treating it, and you know, it, it's unfortunate in a recreational and even in a medical market where people are making money when when you incentivize money uh the fact that you have a statement like mold to gold is a thing like it's not an issue for me to take this shitty product now we're just going to squeeze it and turn it into the orange juice of cannabis and you won't know the difference like that's still unfortunate that that's a mentality that we accept in this
2: Tell you though, I'd like how, um, New Mexico is going to create a new regulatory authority called the cannabis control division. Uh, and that's, that's good, uh, so that they can have licensing all under one house in a particular authority that's dedicated toward the regulation of the cannabis plant. It appears that there will also be some minor social equity to help encourage communities that are disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. So they can get into the new industry. And of course, you know, watch for amendments. and then subscribe, hit the thumbs up. That'll really help these things come up. And if you're here specifically for New Mexico, check our videos. We'll be doing how to get a, a open a dispensary videos. We'll do a webinar once we have the rules about what types of licenses there are, how to go about it. But for right now, uh, really start talking to your local authorities about how they're going to zone the cannabis businesses and then start finding your real estate.
1: And that's where it's at in any community where it's not legal yet is you need to start community. Um, I saw it on a forum in Virginia. Someone's trying to say, "Hey, markets don't happen until uh next year, but we're legal in July. How can I legally get involved into like delivery service?" And I had a one statement for him. i was like, "You're not. Like you're not going to be legal. Even even when it is legal federally, you're illegal, but mm-hmm. in a state level, it's going to be up to uh discretion of prosecution, right? Discretion of uh the enforcement to come after you. And if you have a community like here in Washington in different pockets, There were some very successful growers because, or even in Canada, when law enforcement's part of it, where they're just like, Yeah, we know what you do, but you're not you're not a baby raper, you're not a you're not a Republican in Florida. You know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of like where they look at you and be like, okay, there's other shit to worry about besides the plants that you're growing and and the commerce that you're making and how you're paying your bills. This is not, you know, you're you're not a criminal. Period. And that's how it should be viewed.
2: Yeah, well, speaking of not being a criminal, guess where I'm not going. Uh, Dubai. I am not going to Dubai. Cancel all the Dubai dates that I oh, I'm not. Okay, great. So I'm not having to go to Dubai. But uh, an American faces years in prison in Dubai after he pissed hot. It's not even that he had weed. He had weed in his system. An American who imag- allegedly smoked weed in Las Vegas faces three years in prison in the UAE. That's that's where Dubai is, the United Arab Emirates, after traces of marijuana were found in his urine, according to Detained in Dubai, a website published by his attorney.
1: Dude, Dubai is crazy. I've been there. I've been to uh, the, when the Gulf uh, when the Navy, we pull in the Ali and then you take a, a, a bus to... Uh, dubai and uh uh, there are because it's a it's a muslim country um but like bars you know how in america we go to bars like every corner There were like you had to find them like like secret like handshake type you thought you were speakeasy uh there's one mexican restaurant called Pancho villas out there that was renowned for by the sailors to like that's where you're gonna go hang out and drink beer and, and margaritas and have shitty Mexican food in, 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 uh, in the Arabia, Saudi Arabia, you know, like
2: you want couscous with your Mexican food. I, I, um, well, there's
1: nothing weird in seeing a goddamn uh, 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 Saudi Arabia guy with a poncho. You know what I mean? And you're just like, uh, this is what the reality I'm in. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's the thing about that area, though. It's very strict. But yet when it comes to certain money, like like they're appeasing to Americans, like, hey, we're going to let you have these bars or all the Europeans at holiday out there, which they call it, you know, the, it's just weird how they pick and choose like, OK, this guy popped for cannabis in his pee, you know, or his blood system while we're gonna perform an operation, that's fucked up. Just like United States for organ transplants, where they deny people with organ transplants just because they tested positive.
2: Yeah. I mean, this guy's name is Peter Clark. He's a 51 year old and he's a medical tourist, more or less. So he's flying from Vegas to Dubai uh, uh, where he where he went to the hospital after suffering an attack of pancreatitis. Oh, I see. He was just a tourist that has uh, a health issue and he has pancreatitis. And so he goes in to get health treatment in Dubai. And uh, oh, they, they they check his piss for whatever reason. You know, you come in presenting with pancreatitis. They're like, Check his weed for I'm sorry check his weed for piss. Check his piss for weed. Mine oh, yeah. would be check his weed for piss, you know. Right. But
1: but like why would you do that? Cuz they're obviously looking like like are they actually looking for a in you know, a system? Uh hey, I got to chop out real quick.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, this guy was arrested in March th- 3rd, and he spent three days in what he described as a flea-ridden cell. Uh, and then uh, this, this attorney says the UAE's arbitrary enforcement laws and lack of predictable legal outcomes means that Peter potentially faces years in prison for legally smoking weed. Even if found innocent, he could be dragged through a slow and costly legal process. So this poor man decides to take a trip, gets sick gets tested for weed while in the hospital and then he is detained he might be found guilty he might have to go to prison in dubai for years and uh, remember that before you go uh, gallivanting off because you're fully vaccinated like myself by the way uh fully vaccinated so now i have to figure out what should my hairstyle look like please let me know right now i have the um i'm calling this what is it uh, the douche bun and so go. this is my douche bun and then after that i can i i I can go back to the the military cut that i had when this all started like three years ago and then i had like other stupid crazy haircuts as well or i might go eric clapton in the rainbow concert
1: (laughs) you know it's funny dude i uh it's funny you mentioned uh your your hair because i i I was been showing the tommy chong video to uh some of the people in my industry uh uh in the uh tech industry and uh some of the older cats that have been around for a long time and have like alphabet soup names after their their shit you know kind of like years before i wouldn't be like hey you want to see my weed video but like you know now that i'm older and this is professional you know whatever kind of sort of like they're like wow respect and what's up with your, your friend's hair I'm like, uh, that's a
2: quarantine haircut. Yeah, yeah, that's quarantine hair. That's quarantine hair. And then he also likes to screw with people. He does. It's uh, But you know what it is, man? It's 420 somewhere. So let's uh let's have a slice of pizza and kind of like chill out a little bit and then we'll go to the next story. (laughs) This is some really sad news. This is some sad news out of Colorado. And Long-time and- activist, uh, Steve Fox, has passed away, so a moment of silence for Steve. And I would like... i been Go thinking ahead.
1: about this for a long time. No, that's good. I just wanted to... Like, this is, to me, is a very important, somebody that nobody talks about. Like, there's cannabis activists, there's people out there changing the message. And this man, Steve Fox, uh, co-wrote Marijuana is Safer Than Alcohol. And and he helped inspire uh, this whole, like, perception movement. You know, like, you know, how, you know, why, why are we being villainized when alcohol is out there being endorsing goddamn political speeches and, and NFL Super Bowls and, and whatnot, like marijuana is safer. I have a, a local activist here, Jared Alloway, who was inspired by that book. Uh, if you see t-shirts out there, say marijuana is safer than alcohol. Yeah, I got mar- the book yeah yeah get the book but like t-shirts out there uh, jared alloway he he started giving out free t-shirts like and then a lot of it we would we would like jam sometimes with like marijuana safer than mcdonald's or marijuana safer than sugar you know marijuana safer than most of the shit on my shelf like there's so much shit marijuana safer than uh and these this guy he inspired it man like this book it has an entry by an ex-Seattle uh, uh, chief of police. Uh, it's all about facts. This is all about, you know, yep. yeah, facts where alcohol and cannabis exist in the same states and cities and, and, and one by one, why uh,
2: uh, marijuana should be legal. You know, Absolutely. Uh, published original. Oh, I got a first printing. Baller, first printing, uh, 2009, July. And so it's Steve Fox, Paul Armanto, and Mason Tivert. Uh, And I'm not sure if that's how Mason actually pronounces his last name. But uh, Paul Armanto, Armanto, I'm not sure how he pronounces his last name either. I know it was Steve Fox, though. That's pretty easy to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, they all of them have been very, very instrumental. And uh, some of his colleagues at VS Strategies have set up a GoFundMe page to help support uh, Steve Fox's family. So, Hey yeah. let's drop that into the chat and you know don't don't send us any you know monies or shekels this today go donate to Steve Fox's charity yeah. um I mean it helps but, his family I mean that's the thing right like we're out here
1: doing a thing luckily for you know you you have a business uh structured around this which is great and then like I hope to like have my media infrastructure I've been doing awkwardly in wrongly for a long time but here we are and but this gentleman you know he's devoted a lot of his life and you know his family i who knows but this will help
2: them and then i think that's great it needs to be happened Yep. Uh, Sevilla Strategies issued a statement. Steve was one of the first political professionals to enter the marijuana advocacy space at a time when uh, cannabis was just a blip on the political radar. Most savvy up-and-comers were unwilling to dip a toe in the space. Steve dove head first. While many viewed it as a losing cause that wasn't worth the fight. And then and he saw it as a cause worth fighting until it was won, And so do we. I mean, that's that's one of the things, you know, I, when Miggy and I met each other like over 10 years ago and then we started, I think you started sharing those dank memes on the Facebook page that got shadow banned in like 2015. Um, and like, I had to quit promoting that book that I had. I had to go become a bank lawyer for eight years and, and we still, I mean, this is kind of a straight job. Don't Don't get me wrong. I'm really thrilled that I can be like, all right, well, let's start doing your numbers and run this business plan and if you consider it if we run this kind of like a hedge fund meets google uh we're gonna have three classes of shares and so then you know i'm glad that know, i get to do that work now but yeah jamie but, but who are we fucking
1: kidding dude there's a stigma right like just me doing this podcast right like as i've been coming more and more out of the closet and pretty much now you can just find me if you really wanted to find me I put my, my, my career, my, my, my personal livelihood at risk, right? Like, it shouldn't be a fucking thing. If I was talking about breast cancer or fucking, like, cooking good steaks or some bullshit, like, if that was my podcast, there would be so many people.
2: Of course, you'd already be dead. You would have died of an utterly amazing heart attack after eating your 4,000 steak. You know, it would have made for great content, but then we would have had to just be like, well, now it's just a in-memory channel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just, you know what I'm saying, though. Like the whole point of this, the fact that this podcast, this topic, you know, uh, the other channel that are another, the, so obviously on our Facebook page, the, the free THC, we can't, we can't boost, we can't advertise, we can't promote any. Frickin thing that we ever not even if it's a good thing for like a charity or something but like i've just came across this again on uh, the cannabis page for uh, uh stacy theist the, uh, mm-hmm. the the girl who drives the cannabis i uh, i'm also part admin on her page and she's getting ready to do a tour and so i she asked me to help her promote some of these pages because a lot of people are computer illiterate, you know, some people just don't know how to work the internets, so I'm like, yeah, I can do it, and I had three good posts sharing for a while there, yesterday I got flagged saying, uh, we noticed some unusual activity on your account and, uh, we have to delete yours, your your, 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 uh, account uh, uh, advertising account, it's mm-hmm. like, why, why are you deleting my, what the fuck, like, unusual activity I'm, I'm just promoting the fucking pages you let me do, like so, th- nope. this is it, the shadow band's real yeah, go ahead,
2: yep. Shadow real. I don't think it'll continue. Like I think they'll treat it like alcohol after legalization. So, you know, uh, I really don't see a lot of Budweiser posts on Facebook. However, I don't think I've liked Budweiser's shit. I wonder if Budweiser's got an Instagram. You think Budweiser's on the gram? Oh, I'm sure, dude. But but that. but, like
1: but Anheuser Busch goddamn sponsored a fucking presidential speech debates. Like in the fucking beginning, when they talk about the setups for these uh when you watch the debates about, like, the sponsors or whatever, Anheuser-Busch has been sponsoring it for, like, over
2: 100 years. Like, something's wrong about the beer. But
1: then again, maybe they're like,
2: yo, provisions over. Budweiser is on Instagram, and it only has 479,000 followers, and it's following 65 people. So I'm going to, oh, wait, this is me as uh, at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. Go ahead and follow me there. Um, I'm going to follow Budweiser to troll them.
1: we why not? Why not? This this bud's for you. What up, Mr. Dad? What's up, Mr. Who? Mr. Dad. It popped up saying uh, he said hi to us. Oh, cool. What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> so Chelsea Handler on cannabis.
2: Yeah, the uh, Chelsea Handler story, and so we're talking about how we had to be uh, anonymous people ten years ago, and then just slog through it, and then there was real activists like you know Steve Fox, rest in peace, and now like every celebrity's just jumping on the bandwagon with weed or whatever drugs. Chelsea Handler comes out. Look at that media. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, comedian New York Times bestselling author and activist Chelsea Handler has been a cannabis activist advocate for quite some time I gotta just say she has been advocating like she's very been I mean I don't know it was like her date and 50 cent that brought it out but like she has been very vocal and so it's all good on her end like I, I have respect for her like I, I you know you do your thing girl uh, the former host of Chelsea lately a successful late night comedy talk show opened up about her personal relationship with cannabis now that she's also became a weed entrepreneur That's the, that's the thing right there, right? Like she's making money at this shit now.
2: Well, that's the thing. She got a marketing contract. What does she do? She gets in this this story. Where is she? She's in Benzinga. I mean, like, so she's an advocate. And Oh, my gosh. Have you tried this strain, this brand, this, you know, whatever her thing will be? Like uh, yeah. with uh, uh, Seth Rogen and Houseplant. And so, like, why are people going to buy Houseplant? Because it's Seth Rogen's weed brand.
1: That's true. But, you know, because she, she has also been teasing her entry into the cannabis industry for a while, but the products are yet to hit the market. In the meantime, Chelsea joined forces with C- Sweet. to launch the Evolution Kit, a curated set featuring her favorite canvas products. So with that one, with the Sweet Flower to launch to the Evolution Kit, I gotta say they have a partnership where i think i know parts of that donations are going towards uh, uh the last prisoner project so
2: uh percent like cannabis is a what they call an impact business we've had these people like from regenibus we've had them on the podcast before and i'm sure we'll have some more uh, entrepreneurs that are like rng or eng the stuff that's uh, these companies are now more than money and so like it's not just about the money so you have like a two percent in your stuff that says we're working for this particular cause, and we're going to donate 2% of our uh, net revenues to go to X. Well,
1: that's what you're talking about with the banking shit, right? Like Banks aren't doing shit out of the generosity of their heart. They're doing stuff because it makes them look better for the public image, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like politicians, right? Like, Mm -hmm. hey, we're going to vote for this weed thing, or I'm going to tell you I'm going to vote for it here. and We'll just talk about it for six months until April and see what happens.
2: (laughs) Well, you know what it is. It's about halfway through the hour. Let's... there's an interesting story that we should talk to. It's very appropriate for uh, something before we do Name That Strain. So let's play a little Name That Strain and then talk about actor Jaleel White. Romantic- All right, we've got going on. Ooh. Name That Strain. Look at One that. One big bud. One big bud. Uh, it looks a little airy, to be honest. And then... Um,
1: Uh, I like the crescent moon. It looks like a crescent moon Mm -hmm. curves
2: curves Uh, a little bit. looks like the bud might be about an eighth. It looks like it's about a three gram bud. Uh, and uh, you know, it's got a very pronounced main cola. It looks nice. Um, I wish I could like really get into it more and zoom in. Uh, that's one of the drawbacks of the name that strain. First off, some of the people that are at home uh, (laughs) listening to this on their commute are like, name that strain. This doesn't work at all, but, uh, then I can, I can just try to see if I can get behind it. Okay, good. For those of you watching at home, that makes more sense for the other poor people. Um, well, you're at least you're listening in your car. Uh, do, do please keep your eyes on the road. As we tell you about family matters actor, Jaleel white, who is debuting a new purple Urkel cannabis. Uh, and so the family matters star, the actor Jaleel white, uh, has revealed he has a new launched of cannabis line and it's called it's purple. Uh, White created its purple through a partnership with 710 Labs, and together they will produce variations of the popular purple Urkel cannabis strain. And this is one of the wonderful opportunities that uh, people with the name like Urkel have. Uh, there is a strain out there that has the word Urkel in it, and so you can just create a different purple Urkel cross that you have... Brand Or like a phenotype or whatever And so it has some really nice purpling I'm not sure if that's what they're going for I haven't seen Jaleel White's Purple Urkel Actually it's called It's Purple Is it just called It's Purple? Uh, that's what uh, I am being told. It's purple. Oh come on, man! He's got to be taking the purple Urkel. I mean, that's. Oh, I, I I know that he's he's probably got some variant of, of the Urkel, and so you take the Urkel and you cross it with anything, and then you is this is a new cross. Great, call it. It's purple.
1: Do you think, but, as a grown man, he'll make commercials like going?
2: Did I do that? I hope so. <laughs> I hope. So. I, I would love to see him take like a. I don't know if he does a big old rip. Uh, with a uh, just be like more of a, a joint cat and then after like he's, he's halfway through the joint he's just like did I do that Dude, no, that'd be a good I'm, one man I can't remember or
1: start with like a big fatty like a huge one and then at the end yeah he's like oh shit
2: <laughs> yeah prop crazy. comics uh, you can get away with pro- prop comics with uh, cannabis because you have something that's a prop and make it straight. Uh, no, I don't know. I have not checked if anybody got the strain. We uh, described it, and then we just started talking about the Purple Urkel or its purple strain. So, uh, 710 yeah. Labs founder, Brad Melikashekner, oh, really need to do my uh, exercises before that we go on, felt like a collaboration with the actor made perfect sense. Mel Shekner explained that his company doesn't thrive on celebrity partnerships. Hmm, interesting. However, yeah, he and White are actually friends, which makes the collaboration a genuine connection. Cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact that the—I mean, it's not even a no-brainer if you're if you're something based off your character, named after you. Because I looked at the history too. There's no, um, there's nobody attributed to the actual name, like where it came from. So it, it's one of those like uh, non-copyrighted type things. Grab that bitch while you can. So get on them, dude. Making money.
0: Nice
2: all right yeah. well, you know if you do have a strain that you want to get featured on name that strain go ahead and follow me on instagram and then just uh, dm me at cannabis industry lawyer we do have one i have not seen anybody pick it yet so why don't we just go to the next story and <laughs> freak brothers huh oh yeah dude i've mean, been so freak brothers man you can follow them on youtube well
1: there's there's i think three or four ones that you can watch on youtube but it's based off a 60s cartoon series comic book strip series and I, and i believe they actually probably had a cartoon in the 70s but yeah the the the, the live animation has been going on on youtube it's been great they're hysterical with woody harrelson um uh john goodman pete Davidson, and uh tiffany haddish oh man and she's freaking hysterical uh it's a great live series but now they got a movie coming out which i really really will i'll pay money to fucking get that thing
0: really
2: so it's uh after releasing three episodes online in 2020s so these guys are uh it's a series like you mentioned based on the fabulous furry freak brothers uh, from an underground comic book series and so the strip features and it's when it's from high times huh so this was featured in high times I didn't know that they were in high times, but it makes sense. I mean, you know,
1: during that time, where are these comics like uh, R.R. Crumb? Where were they being posted at, right? All these uh, racy comic strips or even Felix the Cat back in the day. You know, there's got to be an avenue for these, at the time, racy comic strips. But, uh, you know, they are the ones that created the statement, though, uh, uh, times without money are better than times without weed. (laughs) You know, like, it makes sense. If I got weed, I can get through better with no money. But if I have no money and no weed, now you're sucking no
2: matter what. And it depends on how much money is none. Got so if you story. none is basic sustenance, fine. But then like, if you have basic sustenance, you can grow weed, bro. Uh, you just might get caught. But anyway, there's several of these cats. I guess they're all cats. So there's uh, Free Will and Franklin Freak, Fat Freddy Freakowski, Phineas T. Freak, because that if you if your first name is Phineas, your middle name is always Tiberius, because it's just hilarious. Hilarious, and then somebody's gonna have to call you Phineas T. One day, uh, and then Fat Freddy's cat. This was all named by people who didn't ever have to read things out loud, and they're they're actually voiced by fairly popular stars like Woody Harrelson, John Goodman, Pete Davidson, and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah,
1: it's a great little free series to watch, and then when the movie comes out, it'll be exciting. Um, do we have a, a hint for the uh, the strain?
2: Yes, we should do a hint for the strain. Let's go check and see. See, we can see the strain. It's no fair, but there is a three letter name. I don't know if it's a name. Uh, it's something EVO, and I'm not sure what the EVO means.
1: Well, and also the beginnings
2: a uh, an alcoholic drink. The beginning is an alcoholic drink. There we go, with orange juice. An EVO that is a thing. I'm not sure what <laughs> that is. Did someone call it? I have no idea.
1: Oh, well, oh, you said it. Out. Oh, I see. Oh, uh-huh. brunch. It goes with brunch.
2: Goes with brunch. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Trying to oh. Google what an EVO is in cannabis. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, there we go. What well, we got? What kind of one? It is a, it is a brand, evidently. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, but then uh, somebody has evidently uh, gotten it. It's, uh we put him up there? Shout out to Al. Couldn't call you Al. There we go. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's the Evo Cannabis Company in Claremore, Oklahoma, is evidently what it is, and so they must have created that Mimosa strain. Hopefully, it's a shout out to some. Well, it's definitely a shout out to Evo Cannabis Company and breeders over in Claremore, Oklahoma. If you're yeah, gonna breed, yeah. you might as well breed in Oklahoma. Right
1: now, fuck yeah, dude! It's uh, still Wild West right now until the Republicans get their way.
2: All right. That was submitted by um, at so so dapper So so dapper. But then the rules are, are S's. So like at so so dapper. Thanks for that. And the cultivator was Barney's Farm. SOS dapper? So so. <laughs> so so, so, so we, dapper.
1: What do you think about the Uber CEO says his company could get a canvas delivery? Get the
2: fuck out of here. That's Damn what I think right. about that. I just thought like. <laughs> <Get> the- <laughs> Of course, that's what we need. We now need the um, the cannabis courier license to be completely monopolized within four seconds of being a thing. Now, this is going
1: to be ridiculous, dude. Like, it's just another money grab, right? Like right. somebody who doesn't belong in. It's just, yeah. and just because they have the and is unfortunate they will win if they do get involved because they have the program, they have the analytics, they have the database, they have the.
2: Oh, yeah, that, that's it. And so uh, you call an Uber, uh, but that, there might be like, is Leafly going to be able to get in on that? Like, who else is going to be able to displace a, uh, an Uber from trying to get in? And that's the thing about these licenses. If it is a thing that's offered, you really can't start discriminating against who you're going to let in. Who's Uber, not. nice. <laughs> Uber, that's hilarious. Yeah, shout out to Cannabis Saves the World by making good memes on Uber dude
1: i mean like it's yeah but again i think uber has potential to win even if leafly jumped in because they already have the the programming right it's all about the user interface just like the website that we're developing like i've always been telling you it's like people are lazy people just want to get hamburgers to drive through and fucking click on a website and click on one button that's all it is dude.
2: i don't want to get up but i want to experience everything damn right you are really really lazy go take a hike for me you mean i gotta take two clicks I, you know,
1: just, you know, I got to subscribe and put my name in there, by the way, like and subscribe, motherfuckers. Um,
2: oh yeah. Got to do that. Pelican deliveries or Pelican delivers hopes to soar and spike of grounding. What's that from the spokesman, the, the story after the Uber story. Oh, oh
1: this is a Washington state um, Pelicans. A, uh, uh, so there's a uh, husband and wife team in Washington state uh, or in uh, the islands out here, Mercer Island who did, they were doing delivery. And then they got squashed by the fun police, known as the Washington State Liquor Control Board. So Dave and Tina Camus started working in the cannabis industry more than 10 years ago as medical growers and processors before launching Better Buds retail stores in 2016. A year later, the innovative couple began work on a new project, developing sophisticated software for illegal and safe cannabis home delivery, where a third party picks up an item and takes it to the buyer. Think Uber Eats for cannabis. Now, I think it's kind of funny, too, how... There's multiple of the same, like, um, auxiliary business, right? That The delivery business portion of cannabis, right? We all focus on the farmers and the stores, but there's so much more money out there with just the side business, the side hustles, right? The delivery. So once wow. developed, the couple applied for a patent in 2018 and 2019. They received the patent in the U.S., Canada, and the United Kingdom. Eight months later, Pelican Deliveries was launched. Right now, Pelican Deliveries operates in Bremerton and Port Hadlock and Silverdale, whereas... In areas in Washington, West Western Washington, uh, no credit or debit cards are involved. Payments tendered with an electronic funds transfer or automated clearinghouse transaction. Yep. Uh, the, yeah, so the funds are placed in an escrow account. So it's like sounds like they're on hold. Until you arrive yeah, you can do that,
2: but like ACH transactions take approximately five days to clear, an, ETA, an EFT, an electronic funds transfer, that takes different times depending on if it's going interbank or if it's all in the same like financial institution. Like if, you know, you're banking at Chase and then the guy also has an account at Chase. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, but that's how they get around it. So, they are – they are actually trying to do like a debit card because those are transfers in cash, and there's no credit rail that you're hitting with a, a four-digit code that doesn't exist for weed. Right. Yeah, and that that
1: makes more sense, right? Like it has to be a technically cash transaction because there's no right. check mark for them to fucking put. That's every right. Product. I was has- buying
2: flowers. Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, technically, but, uh, you know, uh, see the phones. Yeah. So we talked about the process. Uh, Things got complicated last year when the Washington State Liquor Control Board started a visiting retail stores in the delivery area in a form owners. They couldn't use the Pelican software. This is where we have. Uh, the Washington State Liquor Control Board, uh, you know, I, I I know I'm very sarcastic most of the time, but this is that bullshit. This is that bullshit where they make up their own l- rules as they go. Uh, when when HomeGrow could have been an option for them to, to set the, the layout of the rules, they said, no, we're going to leave it up to the legislator. They said, no, you know, we're going to first they, they create a bullshit study for like six months, wasted the fucking half million dollars. And then but but wait,
2: wait. It was another one of the brick of studies that have been done regarding why weed needs to be legalized and like regulated better and then still being ignored.
1: Ignored, passed on. The buck was passed on to another person. I mean, like it just these fuckers, man, uh, we just get this right one time. That'd be great. Uh, so uh, as of now, a court to, uh see the LCP continues to maintain that there's no legal pathway for commercial delivery, delivery service. See, this is the problem. No legal pathway. Yeah. You motherfuckers create the rule create that
2: legal oh, pathway terrible but then again like it sounds like this patented product needs to go to a different jurisdiction and get one of those available licenses like there is a type of license in in uh, massachusetts they can get the courier license you can get courier licenses in california too i think and maybe also massive not massachusetts i already mentioned them maybe also michigan or maine yeah. but uh, they don't have this type of courier license yet even in illinois but,
1: but- oh no what's it, what's it? Uh, but here's the th- here's the thing though man uh they want to live in washington state you know what i mean like i shouldn't have to move to another fucking state if i want to make money but uh hey let me back real quick i'm back cool
2: all right database of cannabis products what do you think good or bad we were just talking about uh massachusetts and so massachusetts is law uh, cannabis control commission has launched its first version of its product catalog a comprehensive database of regulated marijuana products sold in Massachusetts. The regulatory platform is considered a first of its kind in the nation as embedded on the agency site. And so as you can see, the METRC is metric. Metric is uh, a form of an inventory control solution for your cannabis company that goes from seed to sale. Uh, here in Illinois, we have a Biotrack THC um, state. Your state will probably adopt a metric, a Biotrack THC, or get a phony baloney contract to create its own. Uh, and, And so the nice thing is, because you have that mandate and everything has to be tracked from seed to sale, this creates databases that are, Obvious, easy to read. You can you can track everything. You can track what brands sold, how much, what price. And, and because of that, there really does not need to be like a, uh, a Chinese wall. Like the, there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to the cannabis industry and how it operates and how it works and how profitable a retail location may be or how much cannabis product uh, a cultivator may grow. And having this type of database of products uh, in Massachusetts may help consumers uh, consultants and attorneys like myself look and and create better models for what the price is for your licenses. Uh, Right now, I would usually use stuff out of uh, uh, Washington State. They publish really, really well on I-502, Mass, Michigan, Mass, Michigan. I'm going to get them confused again. I can tell. Uh, Michigan publishes its data on a monthly basis, but it doesn't include a lot of granularity. It just breaks them up into various topics, uh, one of which is is beverage consumables. And it makes it very, very difficult to really understand how much is is moving uh, and what the average price is. They do quote you an average ounce price in Michigan. That's pretty stellar. Hopefully with this type of database, we can at least get some type of average price out of, Oh, we should have brought up a cannabis dispensary in Massachusetts. I meant to do that, but unfortunately, I was working on uh, contracts and the likes like you do. And so I, I missed an opportunity to get us a price of an eighth in Boston. What is it? What is an eighth of Boston weed go for if I go and buy it lawfully because I am an adult? That is a question for you the 190 people watching. Uh, And then also for me, a man at a computer with Google. Uh Uh-oh. Miggy is still not able to join, so I can't um, necessarily Google that. Lauren, if you can Google that, I will uh, and then put up the next story. I can try to fill time. Um, So Illinois now gets more tax revenue from the sale of marijuana than the sale of alcohol, says the state, according to Marijuana Moment. And so, uh, Kyle... Oh yep. shit! Mickey is back. You, you, India, you, you tell this story. I was telling the last one. I'm going to go find out the price of weed in Boston. All I'll right. Be right
1: back. So Illinois is taking more tax dollars from marijuana than alcohol for the first time last quarter, according to the State Department of Revenue. From January to March, Illinois generated about eighty 86- six. Million five hundred thirty-seven thousand in adult use generated tax revenue, compared to the seventy-two million two hundred eighty-one thousand from liquor sales. It was in February that monthly cannabis revenues first overtook those from alcohol, a trend that continued in March. Yay! If the trend keeps up, Illinois could see more than one billion adult use marijuana sales in twenty twenty-one. Last year, the state sold about six hundred seventy million in cannabis and took in two hundred five point four million in tax revenue.
2: Holy sh! But the same thing happened. Washington Yes. yes. Holy but then uh, I got it. I can't believe I got it. Let's go find out together. Let's play. How much is the price of cannabis in Boston? We're at Pure Oasis. Here it is. One eighth of an ounce of sour wow. kosher, 3.5 grams. It is a sativa, 24.7% cannabis. I'm not cannabis, THC, uh, $60. Then they have 24 karat gold and indica with about 16% THC, $50. And I realize it's actually $49.99 if you are watching at home and not listening on the internets but uh dude, so, hey on. there we go curly mendocino perps uh and indica coming in at a whopping 13.7 percent thc uh, and that is 50 dollars an eighth
1: dude i feel for the patients people who legitimately use cannabis as, as medicine are getting really fucked right now in massachusetts like that is ridiculous to play like you don't pay that much fucking viagra like why why do people need to, to treat their their endocannabinoid system? You know, and back Whoa. to the the database that that you were talking about, like is that a good thing? Like like to to regulate the markets and stores and say, "Here's everything that we have." Does that mean now you're going to be constricted? Like am I on a registry and like this is what I'm supposed to have? Am I allowed to have more options or
2: less? Yeah. Well, hey, let's get Miggy Moore riled up. Let's go see how much a, a pre-roll is. All right, so here's a pre-roll. You can get a Lucinda Williams pre-roll. That is a one-gram joint, and it is, 16, it is $16. It is a 15.2% THC. There's no keef on it, as you can see. And then there's Grapes of Raz. That's a hybrid by leaf THC, about 18%. That's a $17 one-gram joint. You can get a package of joints, uh, four, Pure Michigan Blunts, four-pack from Nova Farms. That is 64 dollars what is the cheapest pre-roll there's a ten dollar one half a gram ten dollar sativa blend pre-roll unmarked unlabeled brand that's the price of weed in boston i think a little up
1: check just happened right now i think a little just just like what the fuck dude like what you pay for it one grand, I, that's that's my high end. Like, all right, I'm gonna go fancy today and go fucking infuse pre roll. Tommy Chong's
2: on the show, Tommy Chong's on the show. Get the uh, the Washington Bud Co's best, damn right, dude. But
1: that's that's the thing that that's that's a that's a treat yourself type of day. That's not a it's a Monday I need to treat my back pain type of day. Like, that, that what the <laughs> wow, dude. So, what do you think about the Rick Perry there,
2: though? Uh, trying Rick to. Perry. He's Doing a better. 180, skipping weed and going straight to psychedelic drugs. So Rick Perry, in a rare return to politics, debates in Austin, is teaming up with Democratic state lawmakers to push for psychedelic drug therapy for veterans struggling with PTSD. I like it oh yeah i mean i'm but this is who's paying for
1: him like like who who, don't tell me this is out of your the kindness of your heart all of a sudden you have a a moment where you're just like i want to make my my true americans my constituents have a better life for things like this you have no intention of making the world better you're just somebody's paying you to go join the forces with this guy and you don't give a fuck like these people have no souls (laughs) you know
2: yeah i mean that gets well, the proof. They, they, you know who else is Reminds me of Rick Perry But also has a connection to weed And was on the Colbert show Boehner Boehner has that book oh, out yeah. Where he says like F Ted Cruz And so John Boehner is being interviewed By uh, Stephen Colbert And he's talking about his board seat On Acreage Holdings One of these large uh, Chad filled uh, Cannabis companies And he's saying that he's on the board And he doesn't use the product And I'm like wow Wow Yeah yeah yeah. You have talk about no money. Yeah, seriously, though, this is
1: this is the, the the corruption, the fucked upness about these these politicians. Like, you know, I I had no particular, I had particular hate for Trump just because I knew him from when I was a kid in Jersey. Like, he was a shitty human being back then. But
2: as yeah, that was a night. Nice. That was when he yeah. was like taking money in, in uh, Atlantic City. Is that where but, he was man, uh, trying yeah. to? He made a casino go broke. The odds seriously, are in your face. It's like how do you how do you make a bank go broke? <laughs> Not a bank. I understand I can make a bank go broke. We did two thousand and eight because we just kept reselling mm. mortgages, always thinking they're gonna go up, and then we just bundled them and there was no real cash there, and people were like, huh uh, uh, but yeah. then you know they've changed those laws, but Blackjack is still blackjack, You're like the house still has the edge. You had an yeah. edge and you went broke. <laughs>
1: seriously true though
2: but yeah i just uh (laughs) these people have no
1: morality but the whole my whole point being to that like why you know i had no special hate for this man it's just these parties in general are just like uh you know no one has your interests at heart whether it's republican democrat i you know i'm not gonna say one's better than the other but at this moment in time the republicans are just the, the deep hole of suck you know, like Rick Perry. Come on, man. I mean, now he's working with a Democrat, which is cool. So he's working with Dominguez's House Bill eighteen oh two, which would direct the Health the and Human Services Commission to conduct a clinical study of psilocybin in partnership with Health Sciences University and the Veterans Affairs Hospital. So maybe Health Sciences University helped pay him up. Maybe like convinced him. Here's one hundred thousand dollars,
2: and this will help veterans. Like, you know, when I used to sell weed, I just be like, I got weed somewhere, something that Rick Perry believes in received uh, assistance and support, probably in the financial variety. Uh, And so I I don't know what, but I'm glad that he's at least going to bat for something that does need to change because veterans need with PTSD need safe access to cannabis and to um other chemicals that'll allow them to have relief. Holistic options. Veterans need holistic options to choose. Like, will this and help me versus these pills? Effective. effective. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like the do the studies on these because this, the reason why cannabis and now psychoactive mushrooms are able to get this far is because there's actually merit to the science. And so when you look at the science with a specific um, opinion and that is a, a, uh, just a belief in mind, that uh, you you really are just starting from a prejudicial point of view and you're not gonna have science. So I, I want them to be able to actually be able to do the science and for that it can't be scheduled where it is right now. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, we think we'll ever see the John Bay, Bo- not John Boehner. Who's the other cat? The guy, Chuck Schumer. Think we'll ever see that Chuck Schumer bill in the Senate. Dude, I'm
1: telling you, we have six days to find out if something magically pops up on 420. Again, I'm annoyed by the theatrics, but let's do some shit. Yep. <laughs> you know, let's wait and see. I, I, I mean, if something does happen, I think it'll be like on that day. Anything else? It's going be some weird ass, uh, at least work on the MORE or something. I don't know, fuckers.
2: Well, you know, the the industry needs help and the industry needs guidance on this because, have, I mean, uh, IRC 280E applies to Schedule 1 and Schedule 2 drug trafficking, but not Schedule 3. Whether or not you can get listed on a stock exchange if you're dealing in Schedule 3 stuff, I'm not sure. But I should find out, you know, so there's this new stuff that came out of the IRS. So newly released IRS documents detail efforts to collect taxes from marijuana companies specifically because of IRC 280E. And then it shows they have this wonderful breakdown of the same million dollar business. But one is a dealing in cannabis and one is dealing in, I don't know, potatoes, let's say. And so the potatoes are going to be twice as profitable as the cannabis because of this IRC 280E. And it shows you the deductions that you can't take and the deductions that you can take. And this type of stuff leads to all sorts of tax avoidance which is a fancy word of saying avoidance because if you ever say evasion they get very mad at you and then they say no that is not, not what we're talking about we're talking about tax avoidance planning and so for example your rent your utilities your insurance and your maintenance you're not allowed to write those off so wouldn't it be nice if built into your oh gosh if you could integrate all those payments and figure out how they could get into cost of goods sold or what if parts of your get your lease, uh, because there's interrelationships between the two companies, uh, they say, no, no, don't worry about rent, utilities, insurance or maintenance. Just just pay for your employees. And they comp everything else, knowing that. you know that could be a loss-leading business that that real estate business that's declaring a sixty eighty thousand dollar loss a year, uh, and then that business isn't uh, in the purpose of of trafficking cannabis. So you see a lot of of corporate uh, structuring that's quite sophisticated, just way more sophisticated than than all the businesses that are out there on the street yeah. that you see, uh, just because of of that right there, and a Schedule three drug does not have and it says so right in there you can see it uh, on their graphic it's the schedule one and schedule two substances so
1: but what there a hindrance go. though, dude like like it seems to me the government's just more like all right it's a win-win for us we're taking all your fucking money because some of these people are paying taxes whether it be state or you know not towards their business but towards other means of what they're doing house property taxes whatever but they're losing so much more then what would that do to the prices once the federal says okay We'll recognize that it will be legal. I think prices will. Now you have a new tax added on everything.
2: Correct. I mean, that's going right. to make your price to go up that five, 10%, whatever it no. is. Like, no, you have to understand um, that price that we're currently paying. We just went over in Boston, the $60 eighth, uh, that $60 eighth is being impacted by the IRC 280 E. And so as you have more licenses and federal legalization and that removal of a tax, that's when you're really going to see the price come down. And so eventually yeah. a high quality eighth might only be 45 bucks or whatever costs in uh in, in uh washington because you still have to grow a high quality eighth it still costs right. money to make a high quality eighth it's well, that actually, it ain't free it's good it ain't free
1: you're right but i'm like here in washington like in the pre-medical days like and when recreational kicked in the price point was ten dollars a gram like everybody was looking at like if you want to buy a decent gram for ten dollars that's what the market should be hitting and we still haven't achieved that perfected capitalist. Uh, a fair market type best uh, quality wins yet. But the thing is, I think that here in Washington, they've also noticed um, the consumer is kind of complacent. And if that's $60 eighth, unfortunately, if these people are used to paying that, and then the 280E goes away and the company's like, well, do we have to really fix our prices so it gets cheaper? Whereas they just keep the cost where it's at and then restructure whatever money they're saving, you know, in their company, which is not right, but I think they should, but I think that will, you know, like if they have a way to make more money, they're going to do it ridiculous.
2: Well, that's one of the reasons why, you know, we can start lobbying and advocating for reform based upon what we see Chuck Schumer actually introduce into the Senate, which can actually get put into a position where it could be filibustered and maybe yeah. brought up on a vote if they change the rules or if it becomes a part of budget re- reconciliation, let's find out. But you know, that's, that's how the taxes are.
1: Yeah. Hey, before we go, though, I want to uh, share one more thing, uh, uh, like breaking news stuff, uh, like not really breaking because it's been covered. So I got followed on Instagram by St. nights official. And I really feel old because you and Lauren don't know who the hell St. Nines is. And that really doesn't help my cause. Uh, St. Nights is an old school brand like Old E. You know, that's uh, old liquor uh, from the uh, old hip hop days. So St. Nights turns out um, are now in the cannabis business. They're, they got blunt packs. Uh, And the only reason why I know this, uh, so, like, they followed me, and I scrolled down. There's Weldon Angelus, our friend Weldon. Uh, I was like, oh, shit, okay, this might be, like, a St. Ives rap brand, like a St. I's rap group, but no, it is the official St. I's beer, like the website. And, and now they have blunts on their website. And so, and then I found an article on it here. St. I's teams with Well Angeles for their new cannabis line and uh, big ups to St. Ives for making that, that, that transition. Like one next is going to be Anheuser-Busch or uh, Budweiser. Like you're saying, like the bud, I can, I can see the Budweiser parodies for days, dude. This Bud's Bud for you like something, but uh, so let me use this to right today. A nostalgic staple of the nineties, hip hop St. I's has returned better than ever known for its crooked. eye logo. The iconic malt liquor brand was upheld by the likes of Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Tupac, Biggie, and Wu-Tang. Now making a return to mainstream St. I's has refreshed this brand with a new line of premium cannabis products partnering with Walden Andrews project, mission green St. I's is helping to bring awareness to unjust, violent, nonviolent cannabis convictions. The new capital, cannabular- collaboration is truly a, a match made up in hip-hop heaven. Angelus played a vital role as a producer back in the 90s and early 2000s alongside Defro Row Records Tupac and Snoop Dogg. Back in 2013, Angelus was sentenced to a mandatory 55-year sentence for selling $900 worth of marijuana. Following a national campaign...
2: Trap magic. Well, you Can we've that- had him on the show, you know, like subscribe and then you know, search our channel for Weldon's episode. With uh, it was the Weldon Project, he was he that was just straight up entrapment, man. They were trying yeah. to get him,
1: dude. I smoked that hundred dollars worth of weed in a fucking two weeks, like this is that's nothing like this again. Remember when uh, Tommy Chong when he when they went through his house and raided it for the bongs and they found a pound of weed, he's like, What you have a pound of sugar, like right? But it
2: same thing in the sense that uh, it was about the same time, wasn't it? Like, you know, Welding got popped around 2000 and Tommy Chong was like 2003. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's just insane. This, but uh, I just had to bring it up. It just tripped me out that St. Ives, the beer that I, uh, the 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 old the old E type brand that when I was in high school, like the kind that you pay homeless guys to go buy you a six pack or you know, the 40 ounces, uh, just crazy to see them jumping into cannabis now, which makes perfect sense. Like, it's a Great. People aren't afraid now, just like politicians, to say, you know what, let's make money in weed. (laughs) Now, that's a cool collab. Did you say it was just in California or... I, I think so. And then, again, you can go to the St. Ives website and check it out because it is St. Ives, the St. Ives. So it's not like oh, some yeah. fake, you can't you
2: know, fuck we up. We still do licensing agreements. That's different, you know, but uh, uh, it, but that's kind of how you can move it. And so, like, you have Pabst that's doing it now with uh, a seltzer that they have out oh, there. Yeah. But the problem is there ain't no fucking licenses in the state of Illinois because they won't hand them out. So they have 40 infusers that can enter into these types of agreements with a St. Ives or a Pabst.
1: but how can there's no license the markets are frozen in so many states now yeah just waiting uh well i guess that's gonna do it for cannabis legalization news guys thanks for tuning in make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news we'll see you on sunday and a special episode on 420 like
0: Mm. and subscribe.